Welcome to Talk To Him, a weekly podcast where we discuss self-help strategies, pop culture, music, education, fashion, relationships, and how it all links to financial success. Be sure to follow me on IG at TalkToHimJ1. Big shout out to my main man, DJ Brooklyn Boy, for this awesome instrumental. And I'm your host for this podcast. My name is James Levesque, a.k.a. Mr. L. Talk to him. Vibe with me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Talk To Him. Um, Man, we got a special guest for you today. Um, Probably one of the flyest brothers that I know. You know what I mean? He's been fly ever since I can remember this brother. You know what I mean? I don't know if you remember Saved by the Bell, but um, this was the original black version of Zach Morris. How was <laughs> Big bro. My man, I got my man Ed Walker here. How we doing, E? I'm good, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm doing awesome. I'm doing phenomenal, but thank you so much for your time. Um, we've been trying to get this for a little while now, and for whatever reason, man, the it just didn't happen. But today, you made time and I definitely appreciate you, brother. Absolutely, man. It's an honor. It's an honor. Always an honor to work with family, man. And, and the timing is right. The stars are aligned. Tonight's the night. So whatever it means, let's just do it, you know? For real, for real. Yo, man, did you get a chance to watch the um, the Tyson fight yesterday? No, nah, I don't watch them joints. I, I might. I was talking to uh, a close friend of mine the other day, and I explained to him that I wait until it's over. I read some of the comments, and I let the comments convince me to watch it or not. But no, I haven't watched it. Yo, so before the Tyson fight, right? Before the Tyson fight, there was um, a fight with a former basketball player, Nate Robinson. And yeah. uh, I think he was fighting this um, this white dude. And yo, Nate Robinson got knocked out, bro. <laughs> no, no, you I know, it. like... I, I saw it, man. The internet is not going to let that one down for a while. They're not, bro. They're not going to let that down. And and I was, I was actually, you know... I, I was actually talking to a friend of mine about who was who's in the you know who's in the boxing field, and he was just like, "Yo, to actually to actually get in there, you know what I mean, and get in the actual ring, yo, that's a that's a process within himself, you know what I'm saying? That's a process within itself. Oh yeah. And he was just like, "Yo, Nate Rob just didn't have no time. He wasn't patient, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't patient. He was actually more talented than the white dude, but." You know, he was just going in there. He didn't have no plan, no consistency, nothing. Where he was just going out there and just being like, just swinging. Right. And and in boxing, every punch that you throw is accounted for. You know. Right. Yo, what was your th- what was your thoughts on that, bro? Yeah, I watched it, man. It's I, I think I pretty much had the same assessment. Nate Nate is not a boxer, right? Folks don't understand there's a difference between being a boxer and being a fighter or a street fighter. Right. Nate, yeah. Nate went in and, you know, he threw a few haymakers, a few good punches. But that boxing matches can feel like they take forever. Right. To the mm-hmm. person on the outside looking in, three minutes doesn't seem like a long time. But listen, man, oh I, I boxed as an amateur for, for several years in my very first fight. 
the fr- the only thing my, my corner kept yelling is slow down you have three right. rounds to go slow down you have three rounds to go and that was the the best advice they could give me in that moment because you come out trying to knock the dude out which is the rule of the street you better get this dude yeah. out of your face but listen man there's a big difference between boxing and fighting and nate wasn't yeah. nate is not a boxer yeah yeah Yo, for real, man, because, you know, yeah, you're right. Three minutes. Ooh, I'm a, yo, a couple of times I've been in there. I was like, yo, three minutes is long, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, three minutes is serious. Yeah. Like, you be in there, like, like, trying to catch your breath. Like, yo, this is crazy. And the other person is coming at you as well, too. Yeah. You know, the pr- other person is coming at you as well. I really assimilate boxing with, like, life, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times... You know, you gotta be composed. You gotta be, you go, you know, you gotta know when to, you know, throw what it is that you need to throw. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because life is always just like, it's always attacking you. You know what I mean? It's always attacking you, man. Yo, how have you been able to just stay? Like, I've always felt like yo, you've always just, as long as I've known you, I've never seen you like down for whatever reason. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure you've gone through your trials and your tribulations man but i've never seen you like like yo damn or heard anything like yo he's going through tough times or anything like that how is it that you're able to just stay stay afloat bro well i think you know if we think back to when we were children uh, a part of the culture not no argument whether it's right or wrong in fact in most cases it, it pans out to be wrong but we're taught certain things as young men um and specifically young black men. You can't cry, you can't be weak, you can't do this and that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I can't pretend that I didn't go through that stage of, of being stuck in that man box, of not mm-hmm. wanting to show my emotions and um, only being able to show my anger and whenever I was struggling, just keep it to myself, so on and so forth. So that certainly was the foundation of my, my youth, my childhood through my teenage years, and even through mm-hmm. my young adult life, man. Um, but then you also learn some things, right? For me, I, I personally believe that I just don't have the time to sit and, and, and wallow and weep and right and, and think about it and think about it. I just try to get to work and take care of business and keep it moving. Well, you got to pardon me, brother. My, my my son just came in. Oh, no, nah, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Man, you're a family man. You know what I mean? Family de- definitely comes first. That's right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And 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 it's directly connected, right? And so, yeah. You know, years ago, I probably would have said, "No, son. No, son. Shh, be quiet. Get away." Right? Yeah. But as as yep. a man, I understand that my family is first, and even if it's during a a private, intimate interview, and he he's coming in to show me love, I gotta reciprocate right. that in the moment, right? The young yeah. Ed Walker mm-hmm. might have said son you can't mess this interview up be quiet go upstairs you know but yeah. so that's the drastic difference for me man and, and it's just being able to being able to manage my emotions and balance my my uh, my life yo you know it's you, you know what's crazy too is because yo like i feel like yo i take i take a lot from you guys you know what i mean as my big brothers now and, and i don't usually call a lot of dudes big brothers bro like i don't really I be feeling like dudes be trying to sun me or trying to, you know what yeah. I mean? Most of the time, bro, like dudes was doing, you know, people who are older than me, I'm doing a lot better than, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, and it's not, it don't have nothing to do with money or any of that. It's just the way that you carry yourself 
how you move as a man. And let me ask you this, E, right? Um, when did you know, when did you know you became a man, bro? Um, by the grace of God, I was blessed with a child at yeah. the age of 19. Mm. And prior to that, I didn't really have any responsibilities other than myself, anyone to think about or care about other than myself. But once my daughter was born, like not only did I see the shift in my life, but I felt the shift in my life. And that, listen to me, brother, because I'm not pretending that the experience made me a perfect young man, right? I did some mm-hmm. things that I'm not proud of. Um, I did some things that I wish I could take back. But I knew that I was doing it for the well-being of myself and my child, right? I, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, man, when when I really had to take on real man responsibilities is when I knew I was becoming a young man. And right. So fortunately yeah. for me, I mean, I was already on my own for many years prior to that, but it's, it's, a, it's a little, it hit differently, right? When you know, you got to take care of someone else, man. And so for real, for real. I was able to do that successfully. My daughter is now that, that particular daughter is now 21 years old and she's upstairs in her bedroom working on her thesis, her, her, her thesis in her final year of college. And so, that's when I knew, brother, when I was 19 years old. Wow, that's crazy. You know what I knew? When I was um, when I was sitting in court about to fill out that pink slip mm. <laughs> to pay that child support. Yeah. yeah, that pink slip. Boy, that financial statement, yeah. That financial Yeah, let <laughs> yeah, it do it. Yo, for real, man. Yo, like, um, yo, how's this time been for you, bro? You know what I mean? Like right now, people are saying, like, you know, we're living in, um, we're living in, uh, um, you know, tough times. You know, and for me, honestly, man, this is the this is the most time I've actually had. You know, with the whole quarantine thing and all this thing, this is the most time I've had just to be able to sit and think, and then you know, plan. Mm-hmm. No, like, just wanted to know, man, how has this time been for you, bro? This time has been an extreme blessing to me and my family um, for, for a number of different Boom. So, yo, E, like, how has this time been for you, bro? This has been the biggest blessing. Um, and, you know, some I, I sometimes struggle with that because I know a lot of families struggling through this time and a a lot of loved ones were lost um just to answer your question for me in particularly it has been a blessing because prior to this time but i i worked so much that i was out of the house before my children were awake and oftentimes i was coming back into the house um after they were asleep um and now being able to wake up every morning and walk my son to school every afternoon, pick him up every night, eat dinner with the family every night, see the kids mm-hmm. in bed. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, I've been, you know, as a consultant, I've been getting more work during this time than ever before. Mm-hmm. Be able to navigate that work from the comfort of your own home has been a blessing. And, and like you noted, I've also been able to think about other uh, ideas and, and 
uh, get those off the ground. I, I launched an online clothing store during this time, which is mm-hmm. which is a, a crazy attempt to do. But um, I, I truly believe God put it on my heart and he blessed it. And so I moved forward with it. And that has been a blessing to me and my family thus far. So I have no complaints, man, in, in terms of um, how I've been dealing with COVID. I, I do wish right more blessings on other families and things like that but my household has been in, in good space yo you know what's so crazy i was actually about to ask you about that man um the clothing brand that you that you that you got um repented reborn and redeemed yeah. raymond three where, where did that come from bro and, and it's fire by the way you know what i mean it's fire i get so much compliments when i when i walk around i got that 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 um my 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 gear on mm-hmm. people be like oh like it what's that what's that yeah, yeah. you know and that's when you know something's fresh when other people is talking about it like well that's dope you know what i mean yeah. that logo up yeah. you know you make it look good too i ain't gonna lie i saw you with the with the, the with the the all clean white the white joint with the matching brim you, you make yeah. it look good brother you make it look good so i appreciate the support and the love and, and the fact that you actually post pictures and things like that thank you for that um but, but it's going well. I'm still learning a lot. I'm new to the online business game. Um, yep. So I'm learning a lot, but it is going well. I sort of prayed on it and chalked it up to say, you know, my first year would just be a learning process. I, I obviously try to make as much money as possible and try to and try to um, please the people as much as possible. But the, the overall goal right now is to get the, the, the logo and the message out there. But listen man i think the lord put this on my heart it's connected to my ministry i had a completely different logo completely different idea i reached out to our young brother jethro um who was about to become a a lawyer mm-hmm. he gave me some insight on my original idea he was like yo it's not gonna work too many people are doing it too many people have it and i was a little hurt at first but he was like listen man your brain is still working make it happen i went back mm-hmm. i prayed on it came up with the new logo the new idea re- repented reborn and redeemed and here we are yo you know what i love i always admire about you ed is this is just the fact that you're not just one dimensional you know you come at people and just just different types of flavors man you know what i'm saying and everything that you do it's like yo it's like man this dude is really good at this i actually heard you i heard you spoke um, you've done some motivational speaking. Oh yeah. Um, and I and I just really call it just giving people the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. just talk game. Yeah. And you know, you you you've um you're a hip hop artist, you're an artist as well too. You know how to put rhymes together. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you this, man. And I think like you, the name versatile, I think that, that name just fits you so well. You know, yeah. like I don't think you really understand, bro, like how much like I looked up to you when I was like in high school. You know what I mean? Like I thought like, yo, out of all the dudes in Charlestown and, you know, yo, you was like like the flyers do. You know what I'm saying? I would say I would say you won for me. You know what I mean? You won. And then Sean Brown was one B. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and the only reason why I say that is because, you know, like, you know, like attracts like, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And the way you moved around, the way you was, you know, your swag with, with the ladies and and um, just everything that you do, bro, was just so fly. And I was like, God, this dude was just, you know, because you try to pattern your, yourself after certain people. Mm-hmm. You know what right, I mean? Right. I do. I, my whole mannerism the way i interact with people mm-hmm. 
try to wrap myself after people. And I just remember how Ed was just so fluid. And I remember one time, man, you did a show. This was like high school. You did a show. And this was like probably the first time I ever seen you like control the crowd. I was like, oh, shit, I got to be like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yo, the name Versatile, man, where did that originate from? Um, I used to be called uh, Lyrical years ago. I'm talking like two decades ago. Mm-hmm. And there were too many cats in the city who was using it as well. Um, and I'm, I'm from Mission Hill, and, and I can't remember who it was, but there was some other cat trying to use the name Lyrical as well. And so I was trying to reach out to that person, like, yo, let's battle you beat me lyrical is yours if i beat you etc but i never did connect with that brother so i just changed my name lo and behold if you if you google versatile there's a million cats with the name versatile as well but i really couldn't care less anymore because i'm not that attached to a name right um but i chose versatile for the same reasons you just explained and i I greatly appreciate all the love and the compliments you just you just dished out brother that does not go unnoted man thank you Uh, and i want to talk about that for a second man I, i i really do but I think I chose the name Versatile because I have been pushed to navigate a lot of different spaces in my life. Uh, I had to push to learn a lot of different relationships. <clears throat> and so essentially, I had to learn to to be versatile in many different cases, right? Some say, some call it code switching, right? Yep. Um, others call it whatever they want. But I just knew when I walked into a room with a certain body of people, I had to behave and, and, and present myself one way. But I also knew when I walked into the room with my Charlestown brothers, for example, I could behave and talk a certain way. So it was really just being able to adapt uh, to the times and the circumstances. Um, mm. I want to quickly talk about, you know, some of the the, the words you just shared, because I have the same sentiments. And, and what I think you picked up on, Jay, even back when we were kids, is that I had genuine love for the brothers around me. Um, mm. and, I, and when I say genuine love, I mean deep-rooted genuine love. Like I would I would put it on the line for young brothers like you at that time. And I felt like it was an obligation of mine, just like I believe, you, you dropped his name, I believe Sean Brown felt that way for a while for a lot of the young brothers that came up after him. Mm-hmm. Some of us are chosen for that. And, mm. and I truly believe in my heart and in my spirit that I was chosen for that. And it's amazing to hear you say things like I was one of the flies because I, I assure you, Jay, I was one of the brokest. I, I was mm. one of the poorest. Listen, man, I knew how to take $30 to JW and come mm-hmm. out looking fresh. Yo, come out looking fresh. Yo. I couldn't wash my clothes for two weeks because they'll shrink. But I, I knew how to I knew how to spend $30 and come out with three outfits. You, you understand? <laughs> Yo, and, and, and you had the creases on the everything. jeans. I put a crease in everything, my sweatpants t-shirts everything i had creases in everything that's a southern thing brother we learned that in georgia yo that's crazy man yo let me ask you this too speaking that we're, we're talking we're talking about attire you know and you got a uh, you got a fabulous um clothing brand come you know that's out right now in the stores you know what's your take on a tire on a on a tire because you know you've always been fly you know had the creases in your jeans um what's your take on just you know just young brothers and you know how should they you know how should they present themselves you know what i mean definitely man what's your take on that it's a great question brother um and my perspective on this has evolved over the years 
Um, I've always presented myself a certain way that minimized the judgment. Um, and so I'm learning to not judge my brothers and sisters when I see them present themselves a certain way. Because what I learned over the years is that you can't really go condemning people without considering the circumstances. Um, and for example, if, if I'm five years old and I grew up in a house or in a family with a bunch of cousins and uncles who dressed one particular way, chances are I'm going to emulate that. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so when you grow up in, in, in Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan, Mission Hill, wherever, and you see one style of dress, you think that's the appropriate style of dress um, without understanding mm-hmm. the, the, the context, right? Without understanding why folks dress that way, so on and so forth. And so I've learned to be less critical and judgmental. However, I'm not afraid to redirect brothers and sisters when I think that their, their attire is uh, inappropriate uh, for the time being, right? And so what I mean by that is we live in a country, brother, where the the, the black and brown skin is already judged instantly. Um, and so I do know how the way we present ourselves visually, physically, uh, can compound that, right? Can, can either make that better or exacerbate that because as a black man who is 6'2", I'm already a threat when I'm walking through the streets. And so if Indeed, I put on certain yeah. attire or walk with my diddy bopping, right, I'm I'm opening myself up to judgment. Now, is it fair that I have to change everything about me because someone else is uncomfortable? Nah, that's not fair. That's not fair. I just mm-hmm. want my brothers and sisters to understand what it means. That's all. Dress however you want to mm. dress. Just understand what it means and what comes with that. Um, because you don't get to explain everything. Right? If you get pulled mm-hmm. over or if you're wearing the wrong color in the wrong area, you don't get to stop and explain You know your freedom. You don't get to say, well, I just dress this way because I like it. No, you're going to have to deal with whatever's coming with that. And so dress wow. however you choose to, man. It is your body. Just understand why you are dressing the way you're dressing and what comes with that. That's all I really want people to understand. Mm, nah, you make some great points in there, bro. Yo, and let me ask you this, right? Being, a, you know, your father, you know what I mean? You know, your girl, dad, but then also you have your son as well. Do you think, you know, do you think we invest in in black boys in our community? We do, maybe not enough. The, the, mm. it, it's a, the worst thing I could do is make a blanket statement and say we do not because that, that's a slap in the face to people like me it's a slap in the face to people yep. like you right you, you, you understand what I'm saying so yes there are mm-hmm. the, the problem is the black community still operates in silos we have to learn to operate as a community but we continue to operate in silos we continue to use things like generational gaps and and we continue to use things like where you're from, right? That's as, as long as we have these barriers between us, it's going to be hard to see the true investment that's taking place. Um, mm. And that's really coming from a few. And it's always been like that in many communities. A few folks are doing it. But I'm, I'm, I'm you know, mm. I'm optimistic, man. I know that I got work to do and I'll keep doing that work to be uh, an investor in, in brothers in, in, in the area and in, in the hood and in my community. I can do that and just mm-hmm. along the way encourage others. Let me ask you this. Do you remember, brother? I, I don't I don't want to shift the story, but remember we were playing in a basketball game 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You were at Endicott. I was at Bates at the time. You were playing in the game. Mm-hmm. You got a little excited, and you and you you had a few choice words. Yo, let's yo, let's get these n words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yo, that's crazy. You remember? I remember that vividly. So, bro. so yes. here's the thing. I could have kept my mouth shut. Um, but I love yep. you so much and I love us so much that even in the middle of the game, I said, yeah, do you see any niggas yeah. around here? Right. And I said, look You're where right. we are. And, and I was so grateful because you received it. You responded instantly and said, you're right, bro. You're right, bro. You're right. That could have went a different direction. You see yeah. what I'm saying? That's what I mean by yeah. being invested in my brothers. I loved you so much that I was willing to put on a sh- not put on the show but stop the show so you and I can have that intimate that was in front of an entire gym brother <laughs> yeah yeah I remember that I re- and you you know what's the cool thing too bro you did it in a way where you didn't show me off you was just like you said I think it was yeah. about a free throw yeah. line you know what I mean I think I forgot to play was, I think I had like got, I got an A and I was like ah oh, y'all was pumped and then you said and then you was like I think I was about to shoot the free throw. You said, you said something. You said, uh, you said, have you seen niggas out here in the crowd? And I was just like, damn, right. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> what I was really saying to you is, if you look around to all these other folks, when you say nigga, they're thinking about us. So what I was getting you For to real. say is, that's not us right here. And again, that was circumstance. Cause you know, when we go back, if we got back to the dorm, we would have used any language we wanted to use. But in yeah, that yeah, space, yeah. I wanted to show solidarity. I wanted to show love, and I wanted to show the people that we're together on this one. Because you responded. Yep, that was dope. Yeah, yo, you know, and 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 honestly, bro, I've I've yo ever since then, I've I've always I kind of watched my mouth mm-hmm. with that. You know what I'm saying? I kind of just you know, um, because when you're younger, bro, you're not really right. thinking about stuff like that. So I definitely appreciate you know as big bro just putting me on game like yo watch right. your mouth you know what I'm saying especially when you're around you know these folks when we get around us it's cool but you know it's one of those growing pains yeah. man I should yeah. say um yo E have you have you have you find your purpose bro? oh yeah and if you and if, and if you don't and if you, and if you don't mind sharing that with us oh yeah definitely brother so I'm a man of God first I couldn't say yeah. that 10 years ago um and so everything that I do moving forward in some way, shape, or form is going to be connected to my ministry. I think you know this, Jay, but I am actually a licensed minister. Um, n- not something mm. that I throw out there all the time, but I think I just show it in my actions um, w- when I show up. But everything I do from this point forward is going to be connected to my ministry. If it's not connected to my ministry, I'm not doing it. If it's not in agreement with with God's purpose over my life, I'm not doing it. Because I look back on my life and I think about all the times I tried something that wasn't connected to that purpose that God had for me. And it it failed or it almost got me killed or it led to some trouble. And so the only thing is folks need to understand what that means in terms of when I say my ministry. My ministry is the work that I do in this world, right? When I have these, when I do this inspirational speaking, you best believe I'm trying to reveal a certain spirit. When I'm consulting at these predominantly white high schools, you best believe I'm trying to reveal a certain spirit. When you think about my clothing line, it's called R3 Raymond. What's the message? Repented, 
uh, reborn and redeemed. I'm trying to reveal a spirit. When my sons hear me speak and my children hear me speak, brother, I'm telling you, it's all connected to one ministry and that has become my purpose. The beautiful thing about it is I can still do a thousand different things as long as it's connected to my purpose. Mm. So that's my purpose, brother, is to be an inspiration, mm. um, uh, to be an inspiration to other people, to be significant to other young people and constantly promote positive energy, a powerful word. And I don't cut corners. I'm a man of God and I want the world to know that. And so I'll take advantage of any opportunity to expose someone else to what that means to me so that they might be able to have a similar experience. Mm. No, I, I definitely feel you on that one, man. Um, you know, as, as, you, as you're speaking, I'm also thinking about one of the main reasons why I started this whole this podcast, bro, is because, you know, I'm always thinking about the generation behind me. My own selfish ways, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I have, a, I have a son, I'm a father, and I always think about, you know, like, God forbid something was to happen to me. You know, how would I want to be remembered by, bro? You know what I mean? So I created this podcast with, you know, and I've just been uh, just just kicking it with people that I respect, people that's going to bring a lot, a lot of knowledge to this for the youngins, you know what I mean? For the people that's coming up behind me. And, you know, as a young, as a, as a young black man, what do you think, how do you, how do other young brothers, man, find their purpose, you know? Like, cause you know, you're, you're on the right track and you, you already kind not that you're there, but you're on the right path. You know what I mean? Been on it. But how do other brothers, young brothers, how do they find their purpose and what it is that they're, um, supposed to do while yeah, they're That's a, a great earth? question, brother. Um, and it's one that can stump many, including myself. I don't know if I have, um, a definitive answer for that. I think I think young brothers have to think mm-hmm. about and not just young brothers, but people in general just have to decide what mm-hmm. success means for them uh, and what purpose means to them, because I've gotten away from trying to define it. Right. Because by definition, success is the attainment of wealth, success um, uh, and fame. That's literally if you look it up, that's what the definition mm-hmm. is going to say to some degree. Um, but for me, man, right. it, success is about being significant. If you're significant to those around you, then, then what are you doing with your time? Um, you can make all the money in the world, but if you're not doing anything significant with that money, then what are you doing with your time? You can be the best, the best, um, art, most articulate speaker in the room, but if you're not saying anything that's moving people to to change their lives in a way that's going to be a positive uh, experience for them and others, then what are you doing? And so, I, I really do think young people need to look at and for mentors for guidance far too mm-hmm. often especially mm-hmm. young black men we're forced to figure it all out on our own it really it's a really yep. challenging and difficult thing to do and so um i mean i would really love for young brothers especially but young people to just think about what it means to have a purpose in this world and what it means for them to be significant in this world so I, and i'll say this to you too jay i, I use this professionally it's called the um tombstone theory and you, you know when people die a mm. lot of folks will have this positive saying on their tombstone here lies james levesque mm-hmm. who was a positive influence to such such blah 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 you, you understand uh, 
And so I encourage people to think about what they want written on their tombstone, how they want to be remembered on their tombstone, Mm. and then get to work trying to make that happen. So if you say, I want to be remembered as someone who was a positive influence in my community, cool. But what does that mean to you? And those are the things that you have to start doing today in order to, in order for that to be accurate on your tombstone. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's sort of the backwards model, backwards thinking. Well, it has helped me um, yeah. to stay on the, the straight and narrow versus the broad road. Yo, being that you're a, uh, you know, like you're a minister, um, like how is having i feel like sometimes bro like the the church i'm not just gonna say the black church you know but i feel like the church is is a thing of the past do you think that bro like do you think like because a lot of people for whatever reason bro they just don't attend church you know what i mean and they don't feel like it's important um do you think like church no, is like the church thing of the can't past? be a thing of the past because the church is the people uh, I think what you're I think what you're referring to are the religious practices that take place in the church buildings. That that is becoming a thing of the past, okay. quote unquote. Right? Folks are tired of the dogma and these religious rituals that are exclusionary. Right? That that exclude people, that make people feel bad, that talk people out of their tithing. That right? Folks are tired of those religious practices. But the church can't be a thing of the past because I am the church. Right, right. Where, where two or three are gathered mm. in his name, there shall he be. And so if I find three other people who are like minded, we can go stand in the middle of the woods. We become the church. So the church can never be a thing of the past. But the, the, the practices and the rituals that take place inside these buildings definitely is starting to feel uh, antiquated and are definitely starting to dwindle a lot more, which is which is good and bad, because now churches are coming up where anything goes now i don't agree with that either you see what i'm saying right where there are no rules you can just do whatever you want say whatever you want i don't agree with that but i appreciate the question and my response to that is the church can never be a thing of the past because the church is the people Mm, i i I can dig it you know i can definitely dig and the only reason why i ask that is because you know i'm i'm I don't know, man. I just feel like maybe it's just the, the energy, whatever it is. But I just feel like sometimes, you know, people give pastors a hard time because they might feel like, oh, they're, you know, they're 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 taking mm-hmm. money from the community. You know what I mean? With mm-hmm. tithes and all these different things. And I'm I'm I be thinking like yo like if you if you really think about it like Titan you really get that joint back on your taxes you're not really losing anything. Um, I, I think it's a good thing. I always tithe because like I just feel like man, listen man, like if this is the only thing that's gonna help me get to what it's. I always tithe because I always feel like man, listen, God provided me with this money. You know what I mean? I'm a steward of this. It's not my bread, so I'll give that ten percent. You see, I'll give that. I'll give that ten percent. But other people, man, have a problem with that. You know what I mean? Other people is like, yo, the church is trying to take the money. The pastor is this, and the pastor is that. But really, in reality, not all pastors are successful. And 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 just just to be clear, you know what I mean? Not financially successful, right? It comes down to how we define success. Some pastors are extremely successful and don't have a dollar like would you say Martin Luther King was successful he died broke I would, would say Malcolm so, yeah. X was successful 
Yeah. He died broke. Didn't leave a dime yes. to their family. But yet their purpose was served while they were on this earth. Um, let me tell you a quick story, man. I was I was uh, mm. coming out of church one day, going through Mattapan Square, going to get some grub or something like that. Um, no, actually, we were just going on a walk, and I ran into a bunch of a bunch of brothers who were out selling quarter waters and Gatorades, etc. And the brother asked me if I wanted to buy some, and I said, "Man, I just yep. finished eating. That, that's right, I had just finished eating at the." I said, "So I'm good." He said, "Yeah, yeah, but I bet you, I bet you were paying tithes, though." I said, "Yeah, I pay my tithes, right? The, the church has." light bills the church has the ac going in the summer the, the, the heat going right the bills got to be paid yeah the, then we got into a debate um and you never debate i don't ever debate anyone on the word of god he, he had his perspective he was out there with like seven people maybe more and i had mine but he, but here's here's the example and then i'm going to mm. give you my answer to this he was telling me that tithing was wrong but yet he was out there with his kids, his family, and other members of their church selling Gatorades and things like that to raise money for the church. It's the same thing, right? And so I said, mm-hmm. I said, brother, let me show you the difference between what mm-hmm. you and I do. So he was out selling the Gatorades in the water, um, and my family and I were going on a walk. And so I pulled out ten dollars, and I bought ten, ten. I, I bought five Gatorades and five waters, and I said, Here, here's what God would want me to do. So I bought ten drinks. Mm-hmm. And everyone who walked by said, do you want a Gatorade? Do you want a water? And I gave it to him. That to me is tithing. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? See, folks have these misconceptions yeah. about what it means to tithe. But here's my answer. Everything you do in the kingdom of God is voluntary. If you don't want to give, don't give. Just shut up about it. If you want to give, give and be blessed behind it. Mm. It is all voluntary. And so if you choose to do it, you do it. And if you don't, you're good. That's it. That's how I feel about it. Mm. No, that's 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 true. Right. And they, they ain't making you do anything. You know what I'm saying? They're not making you do anything, man. Yo, um, we're gonna wrap up here, man. And th- this is the last thing that I want to ask you. What's it, you know, I've heard you speak, you know, to mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. thousands of people or hundreds. And I'm like, you know, what's the difference between like when you go to like, a, a, you know, to one of those establishment, whatever it may be, it could be a school, it could be whatever it may be. And you speak and they pay you for that. And what's the difference between like, you know, your ministry or do you defer? You know what I mean? Like what, what, how, how is it? You That's know, a good question, brother. Defer that from? Um, when I speak at the establishments yeah. and get paid. I'm being paid for my services by the entity that hired me. Yep. When I speak at the church, uh, I'm being paid, but I'm being paid by God through all of the blessings he had bestowed. And as a matter right. of fact, when I speak at the church, I'm paying back. <laughs> I owe God more than I could ever pay him. You understand? So mm-hmm. it's a mindset. It's a mindset for me, brother. And so I can go speak at a thousand churches and not receive a dime from the individuals and, and be completely okay with that because I know that God pays me back tenfold. Um, and he has already given me more mm. than I could ever, ever, ever give back to him, right? And I hope that I have a long, a, long, a much longer life to live. And so it's a mindset, man. It is a mindset. Um, I see my work at the church as, as, you know, ministry at its core. And while I also see my work out in the world as ministry, 
I can't just do everything for free, man. I got God bless me with four kids and a wife, man. I gotta work. <laughs> I gotta work. Um, yeah, right. but I'm telling you, brother, the, the, the ministry, the work is the same. I promise. The work is the same. Regardless of the topic, the work is the same. Nah. Of course. Yo, E, man, thank you so much for your time, brother. You know what I mean? You already know. Um, I like to give people their flowers while they still here, man. You know what I mean? You always been just like a, just a fly brother, positive in, in, in influence influential person in my life and other people's life as well man and yo i just want to salute i appreciate you man i love you you. salute salute and i appreciate you taking the time out to uh engage in this dialogue with me thank you peace appreciate you brother have a good